Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 241. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, the Fabulous Five make their full return. We're all back on pod, and you're going to suffer through it. Miss Marvel (laughs) goes to a wedding, and Obi-Wan has a funeral. I mean, finale. Uh, we have we have so many issues that our therapist just quit. <laughs> we have a shared one. Oh my god! Yeah, we all go to one therapist, but at the same time too. It's just yeah. like listening to this podcast. Yeah, his name is Doctor Strange. <laughs> we, all, we we all sit in the same session, but each insist that what we say to her is confidential. It's like it's like you know you've heard of couples therapy. This is quintuples therapy, yes. and they're like break up, y'all. Just break. And up. we're like, don't tell Clark this, but <laughs> and he's right there. But it's actually Clark saying that. <laughs> Uh, In Marvel Pride Voices, we got the debut of Escapade. Woo! Uh, Craven, the Sony character, is lovable guy. Yeah, well, he doesn't just love you; he loves animals, apparently. (laughs) And as always, we want you to plug us, you sexy daddies. All right, but first, let's do some housekeeping. Kaylin. Sure. So uh, coming up, finally, it is our final Wikipedia. We are covering his entire Avengers, New Avengers, Secret Wars epic. That's going to be coming out on Monday, June 27th. The wait is over. You stop <laughs> stop tweeting at us. Yeah. You, no more banging on our doors. We're finally doing this Wikipedia. And Brent is talking about Jonathan Hickman himself, yeah. who's been banging on our door literally Mm-hmm. To get this out, he left yeah. that horse head in your bed. That really you saw sucks. the teasers, you saw the trailers. It's finally coming out, guys. Yeah, but the horse's head was like based off an old Marvel character. <laughs> I was like, that's a mean thing you to say about even his husband. Know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to some actual content. Adam, I think I want to see you next TV. Yes, it's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. While we sometimes digest entire series as extra issues, we know folks can't wait to talk about weekly spoilers and reveals, including us. So let's get down with Miss Marvel Episode 3 and Obi-Wan Episode 6. Miss Marvel Episode 3, Kamala finds out through Kamran and his mom about the half her half din heritage and then fights Jin. her new Jim. Yeah. Oh, you said din. Sorry. Uh, heritage and then fights her new family while trying to protect her old one. Uh, what did you guys think? Of this I, I think we should just episode? combine this with our Kenobi discussion if you want to go ahead. And- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mystical Please stuff. No. Please no. <laughs> okay, again, the cultural stuff is so well done. The family stuff, like the scene where Kamala's mom is like like basically helping her with her little like bruise on her knee and just having that conversation about like America was my mountain and but like when I got here it was so hard I didn't know anybody my English wasn't so good my your your father worked so hard that's a real thing yeah. having gone through that that's a real real thing the superhero stuff is a little mid like I want it to be better I, I'm glad that we're seeing more of a rising action here but I'm hoping it's a fake out. I don't love the Jin reveal. Uh, I would rather it be extraterrestrial rather than supernatural. Yeah. So it ties back in to Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau because then, you know, like you've got the Skrull, the Kree, all that kind well, of stuff. Well, the Kree is still the best. I-, I-, I thought, well, this to me seems like the the slow march of atheism into everything mystical in our lives that like <laughs> yes. that uh, the things that we would call a jinn or something else magical or any of the gods yeah. that we've experienced no 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 those are actual things. aliens that are just technology technologically so far advanced beyond us or they're extra dimensional that it's they are just aliens yes except i'm fine with that like for the asgardians which is a dead religion for all intents and purposes yeah. but the jinn tell that to them Okay. <laughs> Coming soon, Thor Love and Thunder. We'll Thank be reviewing it on podcast. Thank you for finally defending Asgard. <laughs> it's about the people. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that jinn are still part of Islamic and even pre-Islamic, like Middle Eastern, uh, bless you, Adam, um, <laughs> uh, part of that, that culture and the heritage and the mythology, it still it felt a little weird so to me. So if they, if, they, if they decided to make Jesus a mutant... That would be. Oh. It, it explained a lot. I love that. It did feel He's a little less powerful bit, than Apocalypse. That's for sure. <laughs> it did feel like they were trying to combine the two ideas, which is like, how do we bring cultural relevance into it while also obviously trying to connect with this more interdimensional? I would say interdimensional rather than supernatural. Like they're just they literally just came here or they were exiled from uh, where they originally came from. The the other thing is like they call themselves the clandestine. 
or clandestine. Yeah. It reminded it, there's an Alan Davis comic yeah. set within the Marvel universe called Clandestine. Actually, it's on That's my shelf true, right yeah. there. You're so uh, weird. I was like, looking that up, but I was like, are they going to connect that at some point? I, there's so no confused. way. I know like, they can't. Yeah, that, that like it's such a like a deep cut. I know. Well, I do like a lot of deep cuts though. That's true. I, that is true. I do like that our predictions came true. Uh, that it is both Cree and Ten Rings related. Uh, oh. The bangle. Um, Ten Rings also. Yeah. So when they look overhead. Uh, from above the well that they're in, the on the floor is ten rings. Mm. Oh, oh I totally missed that. Oh, that's a good catch. Wow. Um, Let me I, pull that up just to make sure is, I'm not wrong. I, I really, en- I, I do enjoy that she's just not inhuman. I think yeah. they've expanded in sure. a way that makes me very excited, and it seems like it has some sort of culture behind it, which I really do appreciate. I will say I'm enjoying this way more than the lore behind Moon Knight. So oh, I, a thousand percent. I, I, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm on board for the journey. And I, I do like your idea of like maybe there's a few more twists and turns. But if at the end of the day it is the gin, I'm not, I'm not um, anti. Yeah. yeah. Nothing makes That's me fair. like this show more or hate Moon Knight more than them happening back to back. I know. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's like incredible. They really shit all over Oscar Isaac. We, we tried really hard, I think, to keep justifying how and why Moon Knight was enjoyable. True. And I just really enjoy watching Miss it's, Marvel. It's just so delightful. I mean, seeing just the wedding scene between right. her brother and All the events are so fun. Oh, my it's God. So, it's like teenager pop. TV like it's and and done well. I want to say yeah. it's not CW, so it's like done well because it's. I think the way that the reason why it works probably for all parties involved is that it's obviously a more like teenage focused show, particularly I would hope for uh, female viewers. And then I think the the thing about it though is that it's using a lot of eighties and nineties pastiches and mm-hmm. like references, so everybody can kind of rally behind it. Because I, I keep literally finding myself being like. Oh, this is the scene where that I'm like, oh, but that was so fun. Like it's always yeah. just has a a bright, original, fresh feel, while also still give like giving the energy. Um, what did I still remember? What is it? The when the aunties are outside after they pull the fire fire alarm, and she's like, "You can't see anything." Like I just <laughs> love that woman. So I, I, I was like, nailed it. Great, I'm yeah. into that scene. I already. love that bride that was like uh, crying, and the other bride was like. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> so do you. I also love that the band was called Brown Jovi, yeah. so which cool, is yeah. perfect for uh, North Jersey. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's uh, The fight scenes actually have been entertaining me, which I was not expecting from this show. Yeah. I did. The um, wedding I kind of like the great. kitchen like mm. sequence because I'm always, like, she's not trained or anything. So I'm yeah. always nervous that it's going to look stupid, but I, I think it, it, pans out for the most the part. The other thing I always keep watching out for is just when you can see the stunt double because I'm like, they'd have yeah. to find a very tiny stunt double. I know, she's so small do. actually in real I mean, life. And like, but then still seeing her watch her, watching her like crash into tables and stuff and I was like, Okay, that does look like a more middle-aged woman just being Yeah, when she crashed on that one table, I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't think I understand the conflict they try and set up with her female friend about her being... You didn't tell me. The Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It feels a little bit forced when they, they seem to be trying to just move this along. I don't know. It, it feels like, an, I guess I, I do understand it. I get the problems associated with it. It feels like a weird tra- ground to retread rather than a- them actually having the argument knowing that she has this power. The reason I'm willing to forgive it, because normally I would agree with you, Brent, but the fact that Nakia, her friend, got elected to the mosque board when she's there and like the uh, damage control agents come in, clearly disrespecting the oh, mosque, yeah. not taking yeah. off the shoes. Very true. You know, the whole thing, it's like, are you doing this is because she's, you know, a metahuman, a superhuman, or it's because she's Muslim yeah. or both? And like, I can see someone like Nakia, who I assume is, what, 16 years old in the show, feeling like, angry that she has to like be put in this position uh, and then when because she finds out because, because yeah. of these powers and then finding out that her best friend did this and hasn't told her but bruno knows yeah mm-hmm. they did do a i think i think they did like an easy one two step setup of that where they had that scene which was obviously very thoughtful uh and very like like we kind of talked about i think falcon and Winter soldier sometimes dropping the ball in terms of cultural commentary and i feel like they've done a lot of social issues really well here and had really good thoughtful discussions about it while also showing you obviously like bad guy villains i was like they're gonna be so many fucking kids that are definitely gonna grow up thinking a cab because i mean like uh, uh, like all these like marvel shows are just like these fucking like cops are assholes. all cosmics are <laughs> <best>. <laughs> <laughs> 
the moment that they walk in and they're like, this is damage control. You're like, shut the fuck. And that woman is made to, in the same role. <laughs> in every role she's in, she's always like, I'm, oh, yeah, I said I'm I loved disgruntled. Her last time. Yeah. She, she's great. She she's, came in with disco lights and like, bow, 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 bow. she, she bow, is bow, bow. playing the part perfectly. Absolutely. But, but she just you looks do hate so them. upset all the time. She's, yeah. <laughs> And she's I'm sure she's sour so face. lovely. She has a sour, sour face, exactly. Like, that. She looks like the one mom, like, you know, whenever you go to your friend's house, you always just be like, that woman just doesn't it's seem like, to like anybody it's like or she anything. She has resting bitch face, but she's a bitch, so it's not resting at all. <laughs> it's active <laughs> no, bitch no, face. No, she's acting, though. Yes. <laughs> While her method is to eat a lemon before every scene. <laughs> no, she is that Swedish mom that won't feed you. You heard about that oh, online, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. But give me more of her. I, I'm obsessed Dude. with her. <laughs> so I just realized as we started talking, I forgot to watch this episode today. <laughs> oh, okay. But Wait, you've been so quiet. When, when um, Nakia and she are talking about the fact that Bruno knows and not her, does she say Bruno was with me when it happens? So I could not tell him because he's literally it's, right fucking no, there. No, it was just very it's quick. Right oh, after an action, that always makes she me had angry. to run. It's a rapid clip damage hanger. control yeah. was there. It's a rapid <laughs> clip. Hanger. I mean, the yeah. fact that they were now. Well, when you watch it, you'll be more annoyed at the fact that how they got away because they literally no, were no, just no, 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 no. okay. We'll fight either way. Anyways, it's like, that's a, that's a very soap opera thing yes. of like being like, I'm not going to explain it because There's that'll no make time. it. I don't have any time. Yeah. Um. So in clandestine, the mother of all of them is a gin. Oh, in the comments. Oh, Kaylin, stupid. Then got him. (laughs) Wow, that's that's a good reveal. Great, that is a good reveal. You know, another famous gin in Marvel Comics is this gin called Black Razor. Who, Mm -hmm. um, the reason that Puck from Alpha Flight is is a dwarf is because the gin got inside of his body and made him a dwarf. Oh, Alpha Flight is a really problematic title. Isn't that fucked up and weird? There's another favorite gin. Part of the Disney universe. If you his say name and- is Qui Gon, baby. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were gonna say Bombay Sapphire. Oh, I love a tonic. Transition. Perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Let's talk about Obi Wan Episode Six, the finale. It's high noon on Tatooine, where Obi Wan leaves Leia behind to face his old friend in an epic one-on-one battle. Mm-hmm. Reva also lands on the planet, focused on hunting down Baby Luke. Uh, Vader, Obi Wan, it's on. What did you guys think? <laughs> This is the fight that we wanted. Why does he get to talk first? Because I get to. He's like, like Star Wars. Go. He's an aficionado. <laughs> it's, uh, I really liked it. Uh, I that this was the fight we wanted to see. We wanted to see them unleashed. You, we've never really seen them fight except <laughs> Episode Four, where it's <laughs> right? it's a little bit slower. Let's just say the lightsaber mm. skills are a little bit slower. <laughs> It's 1977, y'all. <laughs> Correct, exactly. So we get it. You know, they're a little bit older, exactly. But um, I, I really enjoyed that fight, um, and I, I think they ended it well. What was there too many no. epilogues at the end? Yes, of course. Did you mean they ended the fight well? Because they didn't end the fight well. Clark, you're an anti-aficionado. What oh do yeah, you yeah. Think? All right, now, here's the two things. <laughs> the first half. I mean, you're supposed to be like, oh, he's slower, and blah blah blah. And by that, I mean, um, Yo, power is back. But like, it was so boringly done like he's just doing boring little flips and you're like well that was a you didn't like when he was just throwing style. force shit at him no 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 when he literally is like jumping away from a, a blade not blade but you know like a swipe of the um oh, like vader's yeah. cool but obi-wan, yeah, yeah. Hasn't Obi-Wan really does anything. like a little barrel roll and it's the cheapest barrel looking roll. fake ass barrel <laughs> roll ever Isn't that what it's slippy called? really yeah. enjoyed that well anyways <laughs> it looked so bad he used I laughed at the whole thing. it was ugly it's uh and then but, but do clark would you say you've come here to destroy me is that what you're saying because he screams i like i'm going to find you Wanted to kill you. Um, <laughs> this series committed a mortal sin for me. Okay. Where it's like, oh, here's a guy who's killed a ton of children. Well, I'm going to keep him alive because I'm sad and angry. And then just uh, Obi-Wan walks away. And you're like, well, you're going to kill a million more people. Well, so, to be fair, it, it wouldn't stop the Empire if he murdered That doesn't right matter. There. It doesn't mean it's starting anything for you. You are stopping someone who's murdered a ton of children that yeah. was under it's your the, protection. It's, it's Baby, plot armor. You got honor, it is, it's super plot armor. They literally could have done anything else. Anybody comes, stops the thing. Anybody does anything. There had to have been a functional way to, to be, stop it without it being like so cheap shitty off but they could be, have just left him buried there yeah he that would have been stupid let's be clear he cut off his legs and left him burning on mustafar and that didn't work so he's like I got what am i gonna do cut immortal. your head off yeah, this time he just slightly <laughs> cut him in the face and I, that's think, I think the right around for it would be that you still have uh you know the empire come and 
Yeah, uh, Luke. Uh, sorry, Obi Wan has, has to flee yeah, before. Yeah, that would be easy done. I would believe it. It would be acceptable. So the line when Darth Vader and their fight goes, "You've grown stronger, but you're still weak," is perfectly how I feel about the show because the show <laughs> kept getting stronger as like the series went on, and then. But I was like, but I still don't understand the, the, the rationale for this. I didn't need the story told. No, it's, no, it's, no, no. You did it. Did you have? Fun. Yeah, that's why I, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed parts of it. Well, I, Clark, it's a tough, it's a tough crowd. Ca- Camille Nanjiani, I just wanted him to not be there at all. So everything that happened there was a waste of time. Like all of it was to be there. He came in from another show. Guess <laughs> what? I didn't care about Leia. I didn't care. I love Leia. Did not give three shits. I wanted that kid to be running. But you over now by know the secret origin of her holster. Yeah, it's I didn't a, care. I thought that was cute. I do. It's all filler. It feels like a bad comic book series turned to life. But I did enjoy it. I will say, like, I'm not the target audience. The Target audience is the fucking people who never want the Skywalker saga to end. Ryan's they were losing right next to their minds. Um, but I wanted to. It end. was well done. And what the thing I that will I can destroy it. it. <laughs> the thing I continue to enjoy about Disney Star Wars shows is that they don't. They especially this one in particular felt like an event. So the fucking fact that like Kathleen Kennedy's like, yeah, we'll make another one if people want. It's like, no, you dumbass. Like, why would you make another one? <laughs> what is it going to do on. next? I've got a pitch for season two. Bitch, so, same. Go so. Uh, Leia gets captured. Uh, <laughs> a young Luke Skywalker and Han Solo fight Obi Wan in the desert, and they have to go rescue her from a thing called the Death Star. That's season two. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. Okay, so my pitch is: Wait, what happens? <laughs> I don't know. So my pitch: a lot of million people die. My pitch Billions is, of people die. <laughs> Reva and Ben on Tatooine. Reva and Ben on Tatooine. What is she doing? Come Maybe they're friends. Well. You, you, you Reva had a thing, and Ben. So you, you didn't, didn't see her. So uh, for, for the fans who really hated Reva, they really got a treat by Owen and Aunt Beru. Aunt Beru is a beast. Fucking her up. I know she got stabbed by a lightsaber, but who hasn't at he this point? He grabbed her fucking wound and twisted it. These yeah. are not people yeah. you fuck with. <laughs> they <laughs> live in the, part. They're like desert people. Not so I mean, simple farmers, d- huh? Like, <laughs> when when they when are he's... moisture farming, is that <laughs> what not? they learn? How do you think they got blue milk, you bitch? <laughs> I mean, aren't they going to be constantly attacked so by those sand people? Yeah. When they yeah. need to learn how to fucking That's kill That's exactly right. Yeah. They really fucked that My question is, my favorite part actually was when he's just like, Kicking plants over at her. Yes. Yeah. That was hilarious. I'm cool. like, that's your Relatable. one defense tool, yeah. and you just fucking kick it right at her and make yourself. That makes sense for my place. It does seem like, like the like uh you know, like one of those fan fights, like what if a, a Roman legionnaire fought a, <laughs> sp- uh, a, a a Greek gladiator? And you're like, Okay, what if a wounded Jedi a Sith Lord fought two farmers, uh, but he has a lot of plants around him. I was like, she also literally has that. Her blade didn't break, right? She has that splitting, spinning blade, and all she ever did was use the one top. No, of didn't it. Vader like trying to break it? Yeah, yeah I think she only could use one side. Because I was of it. like, yeah, that they're like. They, I mean, they really. I did think they did the fight well because it's like, yeah, you've literally been stabbed with a fucking lightsaber. I, I want to see her show up at more stuff. Now. Oh, now she's like turned back to the good side. I will say, I also yeah. hated. I know with the many epilogues to your point, Ryan, is when Owen goes, "Would you like to meet Luke?" Hello there. And I'm like, like, no, don't meet <laughs> each other. Just be like, no, I'll meet him later. I'll meet him in episode uh, four. But he meets fine. him when he's hot and young. Wouldn't that be better than meeting him as an old man, you which weirdly 10? takes place six years later or something? Not Luke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, when Luke. That's what, what I thought too. <laughs> Luke, Luke is like an eight-year-old here. Yeah, the and heat, then the suddenly heat. when I, I he meets out. when the he meets him again, <laughs> Alec Guinness is like, 20 some yeah, years you, older you never remember like, at in all. a six year period this man ages yeah. so badly like, and right. I have elegance whatever but yeah. you know I'm not, like, you used not to knocking hot. him so one thing I think going back to the point about it being a special event that mm-hmm. kind of makes it worse for me is the fandom that like on episode two people were already freaking out Oh my God! How could you kill the Grand Inquisitor? Oh. Don't they care about Ken? continuity? Wait a minute! The... Didn't Darth Vader, upon seeing Obi Wan, say, yeah. oh, "I'm the master. You were the ma- last time we met. You were the master, and I was the Padawan." Well, isn't this just ruining? I'm like, well, just Watch wait a show. fucking second. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, also, that is the, the word Padawan didn't even exist in Episode Four. It's like you can't worry about continuity. It's like I think it's finally yeah. like Star Wars fans realize what it like it's to be a comic Comics fan, fan. where like stuff has to get retcon. That didn't bother me. I, but, I think I think what I my but then it all worked out anyway. I my mean, bigger point is about happened. like the the size of franchises that 
as you get a larger audience, the worse people stick around longer. Ouch. And that yes. like that there are these things that What does that say about us? Like, <laughs> but but that you could just fucking watch the thing and if there are errors, yeah, there's gonna be errors, but chill the fuck out while the thing is going See, on. See, that's and garbage then, mama. And though. then take out your anger on fucking Reva when she's doing a great job. So that yeah, I'm gonna I might go to Reva in a minute too. You go first. I was gonna say that's garbage though, because there's no way that any of us, like five years from now, when like phase four movies are finally reaching their their stuff. And then they release even more stuff, and we're like, "But wait a minute! That like we're gonna be we're not gonna be as annoying as them, but we're gonna be as bad as them." But but I'm saying, wait to the end of the show. Oh yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair like enough. you're, it, they're like, it's like <laughs> Vader's in the middle of a sentence, and like, well, that can't make any sense. That's completely wrong. Well, I'm a comic fan, and like shit is always inconsistent, and I'm like, I just learn to like roll with roll. it as long yeah. as I like the story. Just give it. A what about Reba McIntyre? I loved her for the first four single Jedi. The first four episodes, episodes, episodes until they switched her into like maybe being you know a gray blah 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 blah. The the final conversation where he's like, "Don't worry, you didn't do it." She involved with murdering a shit ton of she Jedi. She a lot of people. Yeah. She needs to be she, held accountable. Yeah. And she, then she's like, "Oh no, you're fine. You can go and do anything. I don't want to ever see her again." Honey, this is the U.S. I, this is a so, this is another soap opera thing where that's like they yeah. just ignore all this stuff because at one moment she didn't do something. It's like that. Monica Rambeau with Wanda oh, at the end of WandaVision. Yeah. It's like you freed them. I'm like you enslaved them in the first <laughs> yeah, yeah. place. Guess what? Guess what? They're gonna kill an alternate version of your mother shortly. Oh, there right. you go. So, that's right. That <laughs> so a question about that actually that interaction. Obi-Wan is coming from the position of having helped create Anakin and making this monster. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's a part of him in trying to give her some absolution, trying to give absolution to himself? Yeah, of course. That's exactly well, the, what's going on. I'm fine with that, but I think everything he did in this last one, except for the fight, was just wrong. Well, because they just had it. Like, it's like It was like an entire character failing. One I think it's why I just I just realize and now I just don't like him like anymore. It. Like every single thing he did was just against my moral code, but it, like he's totally fine and like and he not fucking feeling any pressure after that. But this is what happens when you create a prequel series that, like Kelly said, isn't necessary because they can't change any of where they end up starting in episode four. So I don't think yeah. there was a whole lot they could really do. So this was a crash and burn for me. I'm sorry. I mean, it's much like I, that ship he tore apart, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will always watch Friendship. Ewan McGregor on screen. Like, just like that's what made the show. Yeah. Like, he's very, he's very good. He's aging beautifully. My God. Like, I had a crush on him when he did train spotting. And de aging, too. And de aging, too. <laughs> uh, but, like, I like that. I liked the Vader stuff. I actually think uh, Hayden Christensen did a fine yeah. enough job. And I liked the way the voice, like, mm -hmm. modulated between yes. his voice and James Earl Jones' Super voice. I think that was a really, yeah. really nice touch like great I love moments. that transition yes. I, I think well it's said, amazing Taylor. that James Earl Jones didn't voice any of that yeah he like, oh, he, like wow. all synthetic yeah, he like pre-recorded sure shit have his voice packed away somewhere I do yeah they have all the clips I do think that I think that probably a good like litmus test is if ever I go back to watch because I if someone hasn't watched Star Wars by now I'll just throw them out a window um, I think I would include this as part of a ongoing viewing series, which is what I would like. What's that? You would do like episodes, the prequels, and then I would watch this in between before getting to four, five, six. Like, oh, like I do think then it's Rogue One. It's and good then, enough yeah. that I'd like it to yeah. be part of a watching order when it comes sure. to like really for thinking you about or for giving it to somebody else to watch. I think both. I, I don't can categorize it. In I mean, Rogue I would never one watch one through three, but and then he's, the other, he's and then yeah. Clark, He's recommending it to someone who hasn't seen Star Wars, whom he hates. Yeah, I was going to say, who's someone who never actually will want to get past the first episode. But I'm going to give up. stop after episode eight because I can't watch Rise of Skywalker ever again. Yeah, I can't I think, watch anything yeah, except for the original Jedi three. Well, then you I guess have, Mandalorian and stuff. What I think what you have to do is the, it's always like, it's been Rogue online, one. it's the machete order. It's like you watch four or five, then you go back, you skip one because it's not even worth it. Mm -hmm. Then you watch two, three. Now you'd probably watch this. Oh God, you got to watch two? Well, because you get well, the whole well, set out some diagrams We'll you got to the never-ending trade union shit. I want, I want a That's Jefferson, I want a Jefferson Bible version of the Star Wars timeline. So, like, instead of like Jefferson is like, I'm taking out all the miracle elements of the Bible. That's my Bible. Okay, I want them to do the same thing, but only include the parts where 
Luke Skywalker is milking. Episode eight. Well, I loved it. Four out of five Star Wars. Uh, Good, great job. You know what? Perfect. Yeah. Let's speak on. So we've got some issues with that, but you know what? We have got real issues (laughs) with ourselves. I have anxiety every day. Uh, The issues is our weekly recap of all things X, along with a few of our favorite Marvel House writers and characters. This week, we have Marvel Voices Pride. X-Men, New Mutants, Knights of X. Knights of 10. Knights of 10. It is 10. Knights of 10. I thought it was Knights of X. No, you dumb bitch. Whatever. Immortal X-Men. There are 10 of them. An amazing Spider-Man. And also X-Men. Another X-Men. It's 10 men. Let's start with Marvel Voices Pride. There's a ton of creators, but we're focusing on Permanent Sleepover by Charlie Jane Anders, Rose Stein, and Ted Brandt. Like Somnus' character launched last year, Permanent Sleepover introduced us to Escapade, a new trans mutant that can switch tangible and intangible features with anyone within seven feet of her. She's also a, uh, We'll also be seeing a lot more of her in New Mutants number 31, but in the meantime, what excited you most about learning about Escapade? My favorite part of it was the other three trans characters we, we found out about in a previous Earlier, story that yeah. they were tied in. They that were was fun. a really nice bit of continuity. I love yeah, good arson and Pity Girl where she just <laughs> reads something girl. and people cry. Yeah. I knew I read that character. I was I, like, this bitch is going to Love this yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we know that D-Man was gay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah, didn't. I don't did remember that. that. Okay. Yeah. For for a good That's eight he years now. That's because you the D-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bitch. I, I love Demolition Man. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I love D-Man too. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Like even more than I was predisposed to liking it. Yeah. But like yeah. it was a fun little romp really of a story. Well I loved like the interaction she had with both Emma Frost and Destiny. She's mm. like, I don't want to do this. It's like, no, 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 no. Like this will help you. It's like, I don't still want to do it. No, no, no. It's fine. You'll come yeah. help. And her friend Morgan, it's like, well, like, you're, are you going to leave me? Like, that kind of, yeah. like, connection they had. And, like, the little Peanuts yeah. gags at the very bottom love of each. Those. So, so, I knew, so good. I thought yeah. of you, Brent, immediately. Like, I knew you would love that. Well, it's, it's a great uh, subversive way of having a, you know, kind of um, coming out story without making it feel like it's taking over mm-hmm. the entire narrative. So you've got it in these nice little slices. And also the fact that it's like... Uh, you know, dealing with these really dark issues in a very, you know, mm-hmm. confined, terse way. I mean, it you get you don't. It's not overwritten. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and then you're hit with the emotional gut punch of the the naming the title, being that her, or, uh, that it's her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. That her parents, Correct. uh, you know, have rejected her, but her friend has created this permanent sleepover. A space for her to always be and be loved with a flying turtle, no less. Which I, I love really it. want what? that explanation. That backstory. Not enough flying turtle. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. let's hear more of that. Um, I love Escapade. Uh, I think she's great. Uh, I. But let's be real. These powers are confusing. Still, <laughs> she can switch places. I know. Within no. seven feet, I didn't realize it was as literal as we were going to see. Well, <laughs> literal seven feet. She she is it's that true. person. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah. but I love. I really did yeah. love. But I like the way the artist shows it as like you see her a in pink that aura, in that body. Yeah, exactly. well, and the yeah. whole time I was very confused by exactly what would work, and the minute, and I mean, it, and, and I actually obviously learned by the end of the issue that it goes away after a while. But yes, when she was like, "My ribs are broken. I this is fucked up. I'm just uh, a regular like kind of teenager person or young twenty year old." And then when she slipped places and then uh, Skull, whatever the fuck her name is, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, what a cool fucking power that is to basically get the shit beat out of you. Right. Immediately change places and be like, peace out. And then you you get really fucked up later. Well, later. You just better get to the hospital quick. But you're gone from the damage. Yeah. She did not do that. You bring your own body to the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) But I I would say that Escapade's even a better introduction than uh, Somnus. I'm not really. Yeah. Well, Somnus was not battling over them, but I really. It was longer too. So I just think from from this one issue i think uh the writer did such a great job of really establishing this character and making it very easy to see how she's gonna be playing with the new mutants yeah while generally just giving her own feel the idea that she was like very anti-cult the fact that she called out kakroa to for being kind of fucking cultish and but was also like fangirling over emma like i loved it reminded me a lot of uh and again i don't have that much comics knowledge from miss marvel but through like the avengers video game and otherwise that fangirling element I really appreciate. And it feels like they're creating like a mutant version of that where it's like, she's going to see everybody and be like, Oh, I know you. And I know this and I know that. And I, I like that world that they're building for these kind of teenagers that are, are experiencing these characters in the comics as they're like 
heroes kind of thing, which doesn't really happen as often. I yeah. really liked that the uh, bad guy, um, like the human bad guy, was basically like a like uh, like a pastiche of uh, Elon Musk. Uh, because it was like basically like somebody who's like quote unquote like you know uh like a like a tech technical techno person mm-hmm. futurist, but also is like you know just kind of a shit heel and like created his own like social media channel where they're like all upvoting and downvoting each other. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually really clever. It's a great way of like pulling kind of from the headlines right now, especially considering what a shitty human being Elon Musk is, and his own daughter who is trans is basically like separating from him it's like mm. changing her last name saying i don't want anything to do with him anymore That's so great. yeah i didn't even that. i, didn't know I do want to give a little shout out to the easter egg of the matt baker house mm. yes um referencing the african-american artist uh, comic book artist who was hugely influential but was a creator in the 40s and 50s and you know he unfortunately died very early but had a major impact on the development of comics um and you know was gay so it was great that they honored him with this special spot that got revisited twice nice. yeah. yeah no it was great i really liked overall the pride special not every story worked for me but um one of my other favorites and I, i'm looking at both ryan and clark is uh all my exes in the nexus by yeah. Alyssa wong and Love. stephen byrne just so, so we could have good. those young Avengers characters I interacting know. again. I wanted to see the rest of them. I did too. Thing. Yeah. But I just love that Loki was basically did this. It's like, well, y'all never text me back. I just want to hang out. It's like, well, you're kind of a terrible person. Yeah. But yeah, but come on, we're friends, right? That's pretty, I don't know. That It just seems unbelievable for a Loki to have that issue. Well, he's, so, this why? is child Loki. Though. Yeah, but any Loki, that's what I'm saying. He's in uh, child Loki. It's, 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 it's younger, younger Loki. Younger. Not, yeah. It's like, you know, it's early 20-something Loki. I do feel like I would sleep with right all now his exes, too. Though. Honestly. <laughs> Especially that cat. Oh, I <laughs> love, I love just originally. the chef with a cat. I love that. I almost he wish they didn't explain, like, you turned him into a cat. I wish they didn't explain. <laughs> well, I we, agree. we got Mr. Cluck, though, who we don't know. It's just a fucking gay <laughs> chicken with a little gay vest. Uh, Clark, I think that's just you. What I liked. What's this one? Well, what? Which one? The tall one. Or is Sin- oh, uh, Angerboda. So, so Angerboda. in in the in the actual Norse mythology, Angerboda, and I don't know how to pronounce her name. S i g y n. Sin Sin and Svalfari and Hepti are all characters he did, in fact, sleep with oh, at some point in time. I love it. The Ta- reason. Annuity. Um, I'm gonna do whatever. Odin's horse that has eight legs is the child of. Uh, um, Loki, when he turns into a horse and gets fucked by this male horse, <laughs> that was like oh, same. a horse that helped build the the bridge. People so did not understand what the fuck happened with gay sex. Well, we were like, but I mean, like, Seriously. That's, they're like, gonna have four legs. <laughs> it's just, Isn't that how you have sex? <laughs> Everything was just so much queerer back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can I just say, uh, Jeff with his little cute tank top and beard? That's some. That's a guy that both Ryan and I have gone on dates with. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out with us and Jeff. We dated them together. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was weird, but I didn't yeah, mind it. it was fun. It was good to spend time with you. I didn't really like him. Any, yeah, oh, same, girl. <laughs> Any other uh, big pride voices call you outs? You know what I liked, and it's because I forgot they even existed, was Venom with two M's at the end oh, and Taku, yeah. which are just random characters invented in like the, uh, 1971, 72 that were in Black Panther for oh, very yeah. few issues that from the get-go, the creators made that like this, that they were gay. Yeah. yeah, they were coded, but they were gay. Yeah. In voices, Clearly. there's a great. Uh, I think there's a segment like where it's like a reading segment of all the character relationships that went from subtext to, yeah, to yeah, text. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I read all that. Well, what was funny is I started reading about the Venom and Taku thing, and then immediately there was right after him like, "Thank uh, God that they put that there," because I was like, no, "Oh, I, I'm wow. glad I didn't read it." Because <laughs> maybe read it. What did you guys think of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but done as the Warriors? I hated oh, unreadable. That. It was weird. right? Very yeah. weird. That that writer just liked that movie. That's all. That it was, was awful. <laughs> I like the art, but I, that's all I doing? say about that. Yeah. yeah. What it, knowing that that was like the one big lesbian storyline, and we had three gay couple I, ones I where it's like romance, and it was just well, we had we, Valkyrie. We, it was, was bisexual. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I'm theater. talking about the uh, the lesbian like female female couple uh, romance. Oh yeah, yeah We yeah, had yeah, three yeah. male males Full that were just like yeah, straight. Yeah. Well. On lighter note, let's talk about Immortal X-Men number three, Kieran Gillen and Lucas Wernock. Uh, Mystique's previous machinations are revealed to mixed reviews from the Quiet Council. We get more Destiny backstory, and we also learn that her journals are far from over. 
We also learned that Mystique is a nun of the futures, which pleased me because, as you <laughs> I know, the fact I, I that this bitch you. is like a serial rapist um, made me pleased that she's going to die, even though it's a kill your gaze trope. It's a kill your gaze who is a complete rapist Bad monster gaze. trope. So, yeah, die. <laughs> Someone's got to die. I don't know. I, I don't know. Were we supposed to feel sad about this? I, I wasn't. I don't know why. Miss, uh, Destiny doesn't call them I hope you diaries <laughs> <laughs> Diarrheas <laughs> Diarrheas yeah Nailed That's it. what I That would be the joke she, She's a ter- You find out she's a terrible writer And she's just like <laughs> Exodus is going to die On a dark and stormy night <laughs> I almost wish this book Didn't come out the same week As X-Men Which we're going to get into In a few minutes Because I couldn't help But compare the two And mm. it's not fair Because Immortal X-Men Is so good it's so yep. fucking good. And the fact that Kieran Gillen is doing a different uh, cr- uh, character as like sort of the narrator mm-hmm. and getting different voices down, it doesn't sound yep. the same yeah. so far. We had Mr. Sinister, we had Hope, and now we have a Destiny. And next issue is my favorite, Emma Frost. Yeah, uh, And you know he's going to get Emma's voice down yeah. perfectly. It's her, yeah. so fucking good. Did you like the Shaw batteries? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> psychopathic. It's, and like it's got like a fucking like human dead meat skin on so that ship. Gross. Weird. I, I am since we first started with the Quiet Council living, I've been excited for Exodus. Mm. And yes. he is and really shaping up really too. well. He's really cool. I like I, him a yeah. lot. Yeah. And Gillian loves fucking Hope and Exodus yeah, so yeah, yeah. much. They're, they're, tell, they're like my pat. They're going to be the two stars of this. Well, you love can, them. You can see, obviously, there we can talk through every single one of the things that were kind of plotted on her, her map. But oh, in, yeah. in the actual image, there's a breakdown, obviously, of the sort of like, what is that called? The di- uh, red, Empire of the Red Diamond. But on top of that, you also see Exodus on top of a mountain with a bunch of people praising. So it's very obvious that uh over time exodus and hope will be taking somewhat center stage in terms of a religious yes. aspect yes. and so, also magic it looks like as well will be taking center stage. dark child so the panel where uh they're at the quiet council and professor x goes hope i'm afraid that is a terrible idea we had one of our followers and listeners saying whenever that's that's just clark saying anytime anytime <laughs> we say something someone said that i yeah, agree with that, that person. they actually Sorry. called you out by name on twitter that's clark. not calling you out that is supporting Almost me superior. i mean they said your name i should yeah, say yeah, not yeah. calling and you Brent, out in a bad way. i'm sure you might have seen oh no never mind Never mind. Completely ignore me. I was looking at <laughs> I was looking at X I was looking at Icarus Brent. and was thinking it no, was what, Miracle what, Man. No, 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 no. What what might have Brent seen? What Brent, might you seen? might have seen what you thought was Miracle Man, but it was actually Icarus. Wait, that was Icarus Mir- was it? Are you is he calling you eye boy because you see everything? I, that wasn't Miracle Man. <laughs> okay, so so basically the images that she sees is we see like a statue which looks like maybe like a um a memorial of like Magneto. That's, that's, like a, that's the one from Genosha. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and then we obviously the crossover judgment oh, no. day that's coming up. It quick, looks like quick, it's Magneto's it? head. It's a. It looks like it looks what like is like a Sentinel well. and then Apocalypse. Yeah. Anyway, and then so we obviously have Judgment Day, and then what I'm most intrigued by, it looks like Sinister X Men. Yeah. It looks really fun. Diamonds are everywhere. diamonds are everywhere, and we're covered in them. Well, and I don't know if you <laughs> followed the timeline, but after the Empire of the Red Diamond and the issue, there's also the Storm System, which I'm very excited to learn more about. It better be which about ends in just like the end of the world, right? Again. What if it's just a bunch it's of bad just weather? a bunch of storms? Yeah, yeah she's like, not... I can't control this anymore. Yeah, she's like, evolving. do you know what global warming is? Uh, I was like, climate change is. Didn't they already do that in fucking the um, the other universe, the uh, <laughs> Ultimate Universe? Wasn't there a cataclysm or whatever where all those fucking like horrible oh, yeah, things rocked them and died? That that was what Let's the Ultimate Universe ended up being. <laughs> but we'll save that for a Wikipedia. That's when Wasp was eaten by the blob. Yeah, oh, yeah that was a bit of the head right off. I do love that uh, Destiny is aware of the additional Moiras. Yes. And yeah. That now there is a uh, su- there is the possibility for a subtle mind game. Should we do a run of? Uh, her waking up and declaring things just like <laughs> random shit. Yeah, uh, here are the top ten times Destiny's woken up and rem- remembered a random thing. Coming in at number ten. <laughs> uh, let's not. Let's move on to X Men number twelve Great by idea. Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz. We'll, we'll let uh, uh, Watch Mojo do it. Both the uh, Game World X Women Cordycep Jones and Doctor Stasis Captain Krakoa storylines wrap up, setting up a big attack at the gala from Orcus and more. Uh, let's wrap up the Cordyceps Jones storyline. How did it wrap up for you? I I thought it was very fun for Cordyceps to realize that he was having a mind game played on yes. him. Yes. Yeah. Even if he's getting thrown at the door pretty quickly, 
it's great that they've just imprisoned him and not killed him off. The panel I love the most is the way that Rogue gets a little bit of Jean's power by just kissing, kissing her gently on the that, cheek. It was cute. And this this just felt like true friendship. You know everyone is fucking everyone, but this just <laughs> felt like a really cute friendship moment. It's like when and you and I, I like make that. out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just friendship, It's y'all. just friendship. I feel like this whole series has been a waste of time for me. Except for okay. anything Cyclops related it? seemed very important. Cyclops and Sinister stuff seems the only thing it, that mattered in the entire series. It didn't, like as I said earlier, it didn't help that it came out the same week as Immortal yeah. X-Men. because it talking felt, about every issue, though. No, I know, but like it made me Sunfire. go... It, ga- it made me go back and be like, what? This team never worked as a team very much. The minute much. everyone said they were leaving, I was like, what? You I guys know. just sure. literally... Like, no, you just got here. Yeah. Rue just started. This no, no, felt no, like I, the origin. I, I realized I got something else to do. It's really great. <laughs> it, didn't, it was just such a weird awful. thing. I, didn't they, it feel like some of them were making it up? I have to spot. go make some sourdough. It's really Polaris good. sounded like she was just like, all right. All right, I'm just going to go. Sunfire's like, you know I've never been on they, these teams. They did. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? He went, like, Well, and I think the bigger problem that affected this book that I've kind of noticed and want, it's like it's a juggling for me because the art the, is too good. No, I mean the art's amazing. <laughs> too good, but it's like I want, uh, I really want like character story. Like th- the problem with this, I think the twelve issues is that they did too many one-off plot issues versus one-off character issues. If like they nightmare? like, yeah, right. Like if they, like, I guess that was supposed that? to be a gene issue, but it, like it didn't work. Like none of the characters besides maybe, and like it's very a sink and cyclops show. Really, that's what it's come down yeah, to for the I most part. Everything but the kitchen sink. Um, I agree with that but that makes it sound a little bit like the hickman x-men series that's right before that that remember focused on different characters along with cyclops right. to a certain degree i just i think the i think the biggest problem is they because i think of what is it the high evolutionary was probably supposed to be polaris's issue but it didn't work because polaris didn't really do anything she has nothing to do with him really right. in general I, yeah I, th- I think what you're feeling is what uh, like a team book usually an x-men team book usually feels like within comics where you get to spend just little moments yeah. and they just show up every once in a while. The problem is it's just not spending enough time to yeah. your point as well. So it's like if we got this for maybe three years, then we could have all 100%. had all yeah. these little Easter eggs could pay off a little bit more. Not where they're maybe shoving everything to a conclusion. At the so end. speaking of, but Easter I still e- like this book. I yeah. want to make that. Clear. I've been oh, enjoying I, mean, it. I think I am enjoying this book. It's, it's fun. It's just, it feels a little inconsequential. Even like the final reveal of Ben Urich mm-hmm. publishing the story. I will say, speaking of Easter egg, when he talks about, I've, you know, this is not the first time that I have not been able to write a story. This is oh from. My God, that was such a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, what so, was that? That's from a, the seminal Frank Miller, David Mazzuccelli, uh, Daredevil story, Born Again, where uh, Ben Urich finds out that uh, Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and then uh, that's when Kingpin. Oh, no, uh, Ben Urich already knew. Kingpin finds out that Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and vice versa. And uh, uh, Ben Urich wants to write a story about the Kingpin, and they like break his hand oh. and like basically say we'll come after you and your wife if you do this like yeah. it's oh, wow. real it's gritty dark. it's yeah. real dark i will say this ended on a very positive note to the mm-hmm. point that you brought up clark which is that dr stasis being sinister essex i thought was very cool their whole conversation was awesome like if i'm looking on the plus side i think it being cyclopses and uh sink's book has been overall really enjoyable there's just too much like fluff around it. Yeah. But I thought their whole conversation was so fucking cool. And the idea that he's like, no, I'm the real one. I'm just like, I don't guess. they all I say know. that I though? Yeah. I like that. The, like the fuck boy is just the believe. one in Krakoa though. Yeah. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I just want more of it being their own power base away from Krakoa. Yeah. And like, there's only been hints of that. And like the fact that they were like, it was anticlimactic, but the fact that both uh, Scott and Sink go to Ben Yurik, it's like, well, we don't want to lie to you because we're not we're not trying to do what the council does. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, that's cool, but it's I like, like it, it it just took us too long to get there. Yeah, I'll I tell you like what wrapped book. up really fast. Tell New us. Mutants number twenty six. Vidaella, Rodriguez, and Jan Duresema. Magic and her team of adventurers find a future version of Ileana working with her to fend off Phalanx engulfed demons, defeat Sim and enabling magic to regain her full power for now. Uh, what did you guys think of this fun time to play super version? I loved the first issue, and now I don't want to read it anymore. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any I more of the story, really. It's, what? I mean, the first issue of this storyline. This ver- yeah. Like the last issue. Yeah, and now I just don't care anymore. 
Um, I wish it had gone on for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, I did like the uh, techno organic virus coming into limbo yeah. because there is like uh, Neastir, whatever that demon mm-hmm. from Inferno, Neastir. got in, uh, got infected by the techno organic virus. I was reminded of that. So like, yeah. it's a deep cut from in, the original Inferno. Yeah. Um, I know those need, gross I didn't need an adult version. I didn't need any of that time travel shit. I don't. Well, not time travel shit. I didn't need to care about that either. Um, I I, I like. I don't need any more of this future shit. We got so much of it all the time in, in X Men. I don't care. But it works in the context of Limbo because time works so differently right. that like if you, if you even go back to like the original Magic miniseries from the eighties, mm-hmm, the yeah. reason that she came back older, remember she was a little girl before the miniseries and came back as a teenager, is because time moved so differently. Mm-hmm. But there. I get that. I just. Well, didn't enjoy it because I've seen it too much in fucking Marvel wouldn't, lately. But Clark, wouldn't you like the idea of no. you seeing a younger version of yourself and then you get to tell your uh, <laughs> younger self how all of your friends died? No, but, no. Clark no, is going to fuck his younger but self. I, the younger and older versions of Clark would hate each other. <laughs> oh, no. It's like dark know. in season three. It's like the old man, the young man, the middle-aged Are man. Are you going to father your own child, Clark? <laughs> yeah. Wait, With himself? You mean my yeah. old me? The grandfather fuck? So to be very clear, because I haven't seen the show, but it's an ongoing rumor that I refuse to look up and just keep running with. Apparently, in the time what? traveler's wife, the actual yeah. time traveler sucks his oh, own yeah, dick. Yeah, the, yeah, the, it's the in the sixteen-year-old book too. versions wait, of wait, wait, wait. I still don't understand wait, wait, wait. why that works. What's this movie? Now? Why not? <laughs> it's a TV show. Wait, it's unwatchable. It's on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I guess my plug it's me daddy's weird. taken. Well, now. it's funny is when that movie came out with Eric Bana, like people talked about, oh, that scene wasn't in the movie, and then uh, they decided to make it into a series, and they kept that or they put that scene back. Did it end up on the cutting room floor? Live, laugh, love. But all <laughs> the the guy know. who plays the younger version looks so fucking similar to him, too. Oh. That's creepy. Well, de-aging technology. I can't no, it's literally just I actual <laughs> actor. <laughs> Face swap. Anyways, uh, it's... Uh, Practical de-aging That show's technology. a little too quasi-rapey for my taste. Well, we're here to talk about Knights of... Ten. Yeah, what, if you've got a chance, just text us what you would do with yourself <laughs> as a teenager. Don't do that. Don't. And not, don't do that. And not if you meet a six-year-old, an eight-year-old girl, no. and then you're going to get married. Okay, we're moving on. Fifteen years. We're moving quiet. on. Awful. T- quiet. Teeny Howard and Bob Quinn. After learning more about the siege perilous from Death and Sevilith, the team finds themselves back together to stop the assassination of Mad Jim Jaspers, losing one of their own along the way. Gambit is dead in other world. What does this mean? It for means him? he's going to become the death version of himself that we saw 15 years ago. Correct. Yeah. Where I mean, we knew English. We, and by we, I mean, uh, I and probably Caitlin and Ryan knew that he was a one who's going to die of the three he because we already had all this death stuff and he's been looked death like before. him, but so, he had like, so um, oof, like uh, more of a tan. Yeah. No, he was very actual <laughs> black colors half the time and purple. Um, so in right after House of M, which was 2006, is that right? Yeah, give or but take. Maybe maybe a year later, Apocalypse showed back up, and then Polaris and Gambit and I forgot Gazer and some other person yeah. became oh Sunfire became the, the horseman. horseman. The horseman. Wait, Pop- but wasn't Chuck Austin's run the original thing of like how he became Death too? I don't remember That's that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he so he so turned good, into Death so you know. and. <laughs> Then somehow got switched back during something that happened in Limbo when they were trying to save magic yeah, when she returned. that'll probably be but the But anyways, outcome, yeah. awful, awful, awful storyline that they're bringing back again. Hooray. Well, I'm actually more excited now for Gambit than I have been in a long time because I, I think he needed a personality transplant for yeah. the longest time because he's been like so much about, Shelly, we're mm-hmm. married, we're Mr. and Mrs. X. I'm like, uh, let him have a different personality again. Like, go back to like that charming rogue that we first saw in Uncanny X Men number two sixty six or whatever it was, yeah. if that happens, I would. Aren't I would, you concerned about him being the death version, which wasn't a good character either? Is a I, worse character than the character that we were not liking? I think Teeny Howard think will Teeny do a much better, do better job than Chuck Austin or All any right. other writer back then. And you know what? Now that death, uh, the the actual character is in this book as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I think they might have a chat and like yeah. how, to, how to deal with like actually being death I but guess, do it but he's also got the room to be like yeah i was that character once before like i would love for, <laughs> for him to just come back just as like a slightly better person just like or slightly better character like oh he's cool but not in like a douchey i cut the fingers out of my gloves kind of way yeah <laughs> no i like those gloves <laughs> i uh, wear fingerless gloves. Yeah, exactly oh but Am he, only gambit? Cuts, he cuts a few no 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 out, when you do it it's so cool oh uh, <laughs> thanks i'm the death version of kalen um 
two things. One, I like that we got a little bit of the origin of Mr. M as like the head of Mercator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. And we got to see like just a hint of Apocalypse, who I've sorely missed from this book. Mean, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and so Bob Quinn is the artist in this book and did the art for Way of X, you know, during the mm-hmm. uh, Reign of X books. I think his art has gotten so much better. Like it is, it looked so good. Like the action worked really well for me. I like the angular designs. I love the way that the furies are so imposing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's really capturing that like sort of medieval like setting really really well with that sort of like retro future uh, aspect of when, parts of other worlds. When Megan did that like whole I got power shit and she just <laughs> threw through like I and was Bay, like okay Bay this looks at great. her and gives her a big thumbs and up. Like, I was like yeah. you're awesome girl. I get it girl. <laughs> I do think this is one of the other uh reasons that also the X-Men mainline is is a tough time because it it felt just so fast for no reason. I mean, we talk about this every week I think with Knights of 10 when it comes out they cram a lot in there. There is a lot of dialogue, a lot of character interaction. We've like lots of moving pieces and advancements. Yeah. And I just wish, and including immortal as well. I just, that's the type of X-Men comic. I like really reading those dense ones mm-hmm. and not just ones you just kind of flip through. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Mer- I minutes. read it in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a gay moment that, uh, is not just based off of them kissing and loving each other. Yes. Uh, Shatterstar and Richter, Actually so having some character dilemma that Richter feels this yeah. huge strong tie to Apocalypse and wants to be the thing that sacrifices to open the door. Shadowstar doesn't want that to happen. It's based off the plot. It's it's a necessary yeah. thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like gays are being beat up or not treated well yeah. or I just I just love you because we're yeah, both right. men. And Tini is actively acknowledging it. I think it was implied in the last series, but to actively acknowledge it I think is really cool. So good on Tini. Yeah. No, absolutely. I do love that like when Richter was talking about Apocalypse, Shatter's like, I'm not jealous. I've had previous lovers. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know I fuck. Yeah, Come exactly. Yeah. Come on, look at me. Well, and we're quickly growing from subtext to text for Rachel and Betsy, which I also mm-hmm. really appreciate. Make yeah. out. I know. Make I, out. You have the lesbian gonna, by haircut. the end, that's going to be their. I feel like that's going to be the end of their. <laughs> she does. She looks great. I like how these random kids and stuff are calling her like Escani. Escani. And, and she's like, book. "What? How do you fucking know that?" They're like, "We know the no legends. One, no one is supposed to know this shit." <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> so good. Wrap up with Amazing Spider-Man number four. Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. The turf Whoa. war continues, but with a twist. Tombstone set up Spidey to do all the hard work for him. Brent, how have you been enjoying this ongoing slog of turf war? Look, I mean... But what did he do? In the last issue, nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man was trapped in a sewer, and they just chatted for a while. It's a fine reveal, I guess, that you could see from a mile away. Yes. I, I don't hate any of the pieces of it. I just don't know why the fuck we're reading it. And if you say the Goblin Queen, I'm going to kill myself. No. I, well, that's, that's the enough answer. Right there. We can't rely. <laughs> How are we supposed to not tell you the actual fact? I don't want you to tell me anything. I want you to tell me why I should be reading this. Then maybe not on podcast and we read it until she shows so, up and see if it's actually worthwhile. Yeah. Also, it's quite remarkable. I don't hate that. Quite remarkable that... Um, if she the, shows up next issue, <laughs> it's quite remarkable that the villain is Tombstone, and I'm considering murdering myself every time I read this and what? want my own Tombstone. What? Name. First he's a pizza, now he's a mafia boss. Get out of here! he's teaming up hey, with the Red. Hey, wow! <laughs> oh, you're just interested in the Mary Jane? Come on, come on! I hey. still need to know what he did, so I'm reading it every fucking week. I'm not going to read a CBR recap because I don't want it. Hey, I you! Are, I hear on. the guns. I am supposed to bring you. <laughs> well, they always say it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. I think the best part of the issue was the very beginning when Black Cat shows up and goes, hey, Mary Jane. Hey, Black Cat. Hey, where's Peter? We don't really talk anymore. Okay, bye. bye. Cool. That was so great. Ridiculous. So, I hey, loved do it. you want to hang out a little bit? Meet Mike? No. No, <laughs> bye. I don't like kids. And I'm out. I'm just she wasn't even like, wow, stores. you have a child. Or like, wow, she's looking so grown up. But, like, but that's are... actually her personality. So yeah. That's not her child. Well, that's interesting. You must have yeah. got that Step at one child. point. Wow. Well, we don't know. Well, she wouldn't say. <laughs> wouldn't she say, well, she's so grown up when she's never met the kid before wow, you're and is up. not related to her? <laughs> and that kid and was like, who the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> this woman just wanders in. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really like about the series, and I haven't been here uh, for the last month for a doctor well, to talk catch about us it. Up. <laughs> it. No, no, no. The only thing I really like about it is uh, I love White Rabbit. 
Oh, White Rabbit's great. Yeah, he's just a complete weirdo character, and I Truly, love the fact yeah. that she's so important in this. <laughs> and also, I think JRJR's uh, art is just fantastic. It's like, fun. Yeah. I mean, so he's fun. just like been consistently a great artist for forty years, if not longer. To be, it may be slow, but I do feel like it feels like a good throwback comic. Like, I just, I enjoy. It. It's not. I think I agree with you, but I agree with overall. I just like I'm finding myself fine flipping through it, but I'm also Spider Man is always well written. Honestly, like they always find for the most part, like the writer it, people wait years to write Spider Man, mm. so they think about this shit for so long. Zeb Wells is the right person to write Spider-Man. He gets the humor well. It's a news flash. This one's actually going to be a flash. We've only got one news topic. All right. So in an interview at Cine Europe, actor Aaron Taylor Johnson, stupid name, said that the character he's playing. I still sleep with him, though. That he's playing Craven the Hunter is, quote, an animal lover. And protector of the natural world, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like Sony has redesigned <laughs> the character in a way that makes it clear that they don't know what, know what a hunter is. Um, what do you guys think of the Twitter frenzy around this? And would you mind if they completely adapted the so, character to being like a campy poison ivy type uh, villain? No. Did you know that uh, this week he <laughs> and his wife um, got um, the vow renewal and they met when he was 18 and she was 42? I Isn't that did. good? And how old is he now? I did not know that. 28. And she's... Or no, no. Oh, wait, no they, he's, he's excuse older. me, he's not. That They've been married for 10 years. So yeah. I actually... But anyways, <laughs> isn't that good? She's 24 years older than him and he was an 18-year-old? Oh, I'm into it. I mean, good the 18 her. thing is weird, but I'm glad that she's older. Yeah. No, yeah. we shouldn't so, say it, that. That's it's, a little, it's a little Harold and Maude, but it's sure, a, why It's not? a little... Uh, I've already talked about it three times, but that is super creepy. It's a little creepy. And we're not allowing the fact that she's a woman to uh, make it okay. No, it's just... but it's Make it a age. little better? No, that doesn't make it any better. Anyway, it's still age of... So, okay. the mm-hmm. whole fucked up thing, uh, the fact that they're making Craven the Hunter, who is just like, loves to hunt, he, not even animals, he loves to hunt animal characters. <laughs> there was a whole, like, the Grim Hunt was a storyline in the uh, last um, fucking I, Dan Slott series where he's just like, such as White... White Rabbit just like captures all these these animal characters that are Spider-Man villains and just like starts going around trying to kill them with a bunch of other people. It's like this, this is I, this is the exact opposite of anything it should be. I'm so mad about all this. I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not going to watch it. Like I haven't watched the last three Spider-Man um, actual. What do you Sony think of Morbius movies. though? I didn't watch <laughs> it exactly. I didn't watch that. Did you watch it the second I didn't time? Watch it came the last out, Venom. <laughs> it's um okay. So I kind of understand where you're talking about with the camp aspect of it because like, what if he was on the hunt? For the best impossible, burger. he's like, yeah, I'm a hunt. Or, I'm on the hunt for dick. Yeah, like I want to kill Spider Man, but I have to balance my time at the dog shelter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it could be that. I <laughs> you know what? Like. I would love to see a reprise of the '90s classic, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, with uh, oh. Uma Thurman and uh, what's oh her face, uh, Jeannie Garofalo. I saw many you times. Know, terrible, terrible movie where she goes, you know, you can love your pets, but you can't love your pets. Do you get what Meaning I'm fucking. Yeah, okay. fucking. You maybe, can't fuck animals. Maybe it's like one of those nicknames that was given to him. Like they given the mob like, oh, this guy is huge, so let's call him Tiny. Or well, his full name is Craven, middle name The, last name <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> yeah. But I, well, I think what I could see is that they'll write the character Hunter to... Hunter Craven, you uh, Craven Hunter, come on home. I think they are going to adapt the character and be like, so there's like going to be like some little kid that'd be like, so where do you hunt? And he'll go, people. And that's it. Like, I'll just be like, the world's most the dangerous word. game, you mean? And, right. Like, it's just like, there's no way that I find this completely stupid, but I feel like they're literally just going to make it about him being a mercenary rather than an actual hunter. Craven outside of Spider-Man doesn't, doesn't make sense. None of this works. So None of this makes sense. I, I did Even like, the Sony universe. Yeah. Yes. I did like the tweet that the the movie about Spider-Man's villain, Craven the Hunter, will have neither Spider-Man nor Craven the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I, so there was a series, a Rock Raccoon, like five-issue series. I don't remember when the hell it was, but like, let's say five years ago also. I don't know. And he was a badger. Where, where it, was he, <laughs> it was him versus Craven, mm-hmm. and it was just like not a buddy comedy at all, but they were just dicks each other trying to kill each other, I but also that. there was a level of just like humorous intrigue between the two all right quick game uh what if other heroes got the animal lover treatment they they lost what was essential to them to something stupider the only one that i could come up with uh, mm-hmm. was deadpool the merc without a mouth which we've already received uh, in x-men uh, origins <laughs> and, and um uh, multiverse of madness too oh that's true well not really not really he just got his mouth ripped away from him yeah but uh, maybe. yeah yeah uh, Iron Man, the man who's allergic oh, to mean. metal. 
Uh, Hulk, but it's a baby. <laughs> but does he still? Get oh, mad? but it's like a cute baby. Yeah, a baby he turns like, green and like crashes. Right oh, I was his thinking crib. Hulk, but like in really good therapy. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he never turns into Hulk. Black <laughs> Widow, but she's married. Ooh. Oh, Ant Man, but he always stays the same <laughs> size. <laughs> but he's actually an uncle. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right, let's Captain America, but he's a sergeant, really. Yeah, Thor, he's normal. Yeah, Thor, <laughs> Thor, every other guy. He's, he's a good friend of Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. just normal, guys. Let's let's get some hair plugs. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Actually, hold on. <laughs> As always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call "Plug Me, Daddy," where each of us get to a chance to quickly and emphasis on quickly, everyone <laughs> highlight something that we've read, heard experience or wanted to share with you our proud little 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 homos um who would like to plug first kk so i uh saw a band that i i have listened to for years in concert uh this past week Kraftwerk. they are a for a 70s and 80s like electronica band they are incredibly uh influential for a lot of electronic acts hip-hop acts new wave acts like it's just really cool that they're on tour. They're doing like a 3D show right now, and it's absolutely amazing. It was a seated concert at a sh- at a at a venue that should not be seated, but everybody like lost their minds what at how venue? good it was. The yeah, anthem, what was it? the yeah. anthem in, in, in Washington DC. Fuck that place. It's wonderful. What are you talking about? Awful. Uh, Keep going. S- do you have anything? Too big. Too tall. Uh, no, it's just absolutely great, and um, I'm really glad I went to go see it. So, speaking of music, there's a new song I heard that I really love, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Actual confession, I, I did not know who Kate Bush was. Um, Ugh, my, what? My plug... Just friend. let him go. My plug is for Umbrella Academy Season 3. Oh. It's good. But it's a qualified oh, plug. Okay. It's, it's the plug isn't that it's really great television. Okay. The plug is that it's very consistent television. Bad. <laughs> that it is... It is the same level of TV from season one oh, okay. to season three. So if you like, so you if you it. like, if you like slightly hey, better, let's have a trial about it. If you like slightly better than CW, <laughs> we'll go into this one. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. I it's, am excited it's, to I pick like it up. It's, it's an okay. Enough. It's an okay. You'll love episode not five every, where something bad happens you, and Allison turns out to be a monster. You know what, guys? Not everything needs to be a ten. Yeah. So we can just it's enjoy good. some yeah. shit. I'm excited sometimes. to watch Oh, no, it's that. bad. He it's said bad. as a five. Girl, you think everything. I'm so, it's so great to have you back and have you tell everything. Well, that's, I've already talked multiple times, it's but quickly, a certain Clark, character go. does something rapey. We're not talking about hero. this. Whoops. We'll watch this some other time. It's I'm, really bad. It's really bad. And that's all the people on Reddit are talking about, this horrible incident of a hero doing something really bad. I don't know. Well, I won't watch it. It's really, 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 really problematic. I'll just stop at season two. I'm only on episode Watch it episode four and just stop. Just quit. Okay. I hear you. Uh What's what do you plug? got to plug, Car? So last Board. week I talked about the fact my favorite thing about when I went to Europe was throwing my phone across the room. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I realized the best part was that there's this town called Inniscorthy, which is uh, 20 minutes north of... Um, did it do anything? No. Okay. Good. D- uh, of of uh, Wexford, where there's a 1798 museum. 1798 was a huge rebellion where the... Irish kept, they were like, we're being fucking controlled by English for fucking 700 years. But anyways, it doesn't matter. And, um, and so they fought back. And so you go into this museum and you're like learning all these facts. And suddenly there's this dark hallway and you're like, what the fuck is this? You go down the hallway and you get into this room. It's all black. And suddenly there's all these weird, like not animatronics, but look like animatronic, like characters, like, you know, I was going to say heroes and villains, but sure, the Irish and English. And suddenly lights go off you hear a horrible scream and you're like what the fuck is this and you're in the middle of this battle where suddenly like cannon sounds are going on yeah. you're like this is dark and creepy so you're like, in a moment you're like this thing's gonna come alive and kill me and so Quickly. like i i have, I have my, my hands <laughs> i have my hands up and i'm gonna punch them all in the face like ready to just kill him oh, no. and then suddenly there's this like screen that comes up this 12 year old child is crying for his like sister and it's like where are you Susie, or where the fuck her <laughs> name was and suddenly you see him like pick up this girl's corpse and throw it over his shoulder what? and walk away and I'm like this is the craziest thing I've been to. It was awesome. You need to go to that. It's weird as fuck. What was it supposed to? I still to... don't understand what it is. Yeah, it's it sounds 17, like Sleep it's, No it's, More. It's, it's, a, it's a, the 1790 Rebellion like oh, showing what's happening what's in the 1798 Rebellion. Oh my gosh. It's, it's one of the fucking first, crazy. It's one of the first theme parks ever invented. <laughs> it's a really dark <laughs> <laughs> thing. It sounds like Sleep I No loved More. I And I was ready to just kill some sort of like doll that came alive. Uh, uh. Speaking of uh, theme parks actually is my pick. Um, it's called Dead End Paranormal Park. And it's a new animated series on Netflix. Ooh. Um, it features uh, two trans characters, 
and um, uh, it's it's really great actually. It's uh, so they they're looking for new new jobs, and so they go to this uh, kind of closed down, kind of an open theme park, mm-hmm. and it basically is like Dollywood. I'm gonna say, <laughs> but um, and then they like everything's haunted in that place. But it's but, like Salvador Dollywood. Isn't there like a demon <laughs> no. cat thing in like the trailers? There's I saw a, that. There's a demon cat. Yeah. What is it called? Spoilers, everyone. Spoilers yeah. from the trailer. Not, I was going to say, does the, the not, cat, not so much the cat a cat doesn't do anything. Did you watch it? I was like, no, I, I saw to, the trailer okay. and that's why I. But um, it's really good. It it's really it shows a lot of representation. A lot oh, of I'll, I'll check and it out. It, it's nice. in the same vein as like, uh, you know, all of our favorite like progressive animated shows over the years. So uh, yeah, give it a watch, honestly. Cool. What, what was it called again? Uh, Dead End Paranormal Park. Nice. Nice. Uh, my plug is for a game that comes out tomorrow. It is the sister game. Yes. Yeah. Today. Oh, guys, it's out. Get wow. on your Switch right now. Days of Future Past. <laughs> um, Get it's, your Switch it's, out. it's sort of a sequel to Fire Emblem's Three Houses. They did Three Hopes. It's now a sort of Dynasty Warriors one against a thousand uh, action RPG, but they brought in a lot of the elements oh, from the normal game. Fun. Yeah. I love those. We da- so the greatest part is we downloaded the demo this weekend, played it like for four or five hours, and then we're like, oh, fuck, it doesn't come out until we were ready to buy it. And then we're like, oh, fuck, it doesn't come out until Friday. So this whole week, we've just been like, when are we going to get this game? When are we going to get this so game? So you've just so. been murdering this soldiers. This week has been nothing streets, emotionally nothing, but, Yeah, just get over it. I just want to fucking play this. I thought it came out yesterday. I was so pissed that I was like, it's not midnight yet. So. Um, fucking pick it up. It's very fun. If you like Dynasty Warriors fighting. Well, that's been our episode. Uh, we've been Homo Superior. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Uh, you know, watch Miss Marvel. If you don't, you're... A bad person. Like me who didn't watch the episode. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> you're, you're like You're a Clark. There we go. <laughs> Trash. Bye. Bye. Bye.